baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. The Water Break is back. Another Friday, another episode of The Water Break. I'm McLean sitting in with Cy and with Will, and I'm super excited to be sitting down with you today. How are you guys feeling? Feeling pretty good. Um, March Madness started yesterday. Oh, yeah. And uh, some of those games were pretty good, especially that upset Iowa lost, and that was... That ruined a lot of people's brackets. That was crazy, man. I was in school watching that one, actually, in my English class, sixth period, uh, <laughs> with Mr. Goldhammer and Cy and McCoy, yeah. by the way. We got Let's the whole go. crew in there. Yeah, we were watching. Um, well, I was doing your homework. I yeah. was not watching that game. I was doing your homework. You were doing our homework. It was what do you mean? Yeah, our, our project homework. that I was going to do later if Iowa won, and our I was in a better homework? mood. What? I would say it was our. Yeah, yeah, it was our yeah. homework. What is this commie nonsense? Oh. Anyways, I'm going to make everyone who's not in high school now really angry and jealous. Did you know that during big sporting events, they will occasionally just wheel TVs out into the lunchroom and allow students to, to watch them unfold during lunch? I didn't know that because we've, had, we've been in a pandemic for two years. We haven't been... Uh, in school for any major sporting events. They've all happened on the weekends. But they played the March Madness games in our school during the during lunch. Okay. I thought that was really yeah. cool. But the, the reason they do that is not so the kids can enjoy the games. They do it so their Wi-Fi doesn't crash from all the kids like myself trying to stream the games during class. Oh, yeah, <laughs> apparently, that's apparently that's already been a pretty big problem for them. Oh, and wow. I can't imagine yeah. it's going to get any better as the tournament progresses. Wow. Now, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember since like middle school they used to do this and then Obviously, last year they didn't because COVID or whatever, but uh, I'm glad to be getting back to traditions. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. I did not even think about that. Wow. I guess that just shows where my head goes and where yours does, <laughs> which is shade, which is shade, but it's okay. We're on the radio. They can't They can't suspend you now. <laughs> um, we are going to get things started almost three minutes into the show. We're going to get things started with our four in four and, uh, Will, do you want to get things started with hockey? I will, yeah. Trade deadline approaching just in a couple days. It's actually on Monday. Uh, so in terms of the Kraken, they are looking to ship out some of their players. They've already gotten rid of Callie Yarncroft, who was one of the team's top scorers, uh, for a second, a fourth, and a seventh, I believe. The second was acquired from Florida, but they did end up shipping him off to Calgary. Uh, so Calgary already leading the Pacific Division, uh, one of the best teams in the league, will add a pretty solid forward to their lineup, uh, give them even more depth than they already have. That's scary. Calgary's good. Uh, but for the Kraken, I think this is a good trade. Try to get as many uh, prospects for the next couple of years. You know, Clearly the team's not doing too well and they need a new squad. A guy they have been left 
leaving out of some of the games, Mark Giordano will be looked to shipped off. They're keeping him healthy for the trade block. Hopefully we can get something for him. He is our captain, and he's a good player, but he is he is pretty old. So we'll see where he ends up. It would be funny if he ended up on his old team, the Flames, but you never know. Uh, for the Canucks, hopefully they'll try to add some assets as they push for the playoffs. They're not quite in right now, uh, but the way things are going, they've been on a really good streak recently. I think they'll make it in if they play well. Uh, in the Central, the Avalanche picked up solid defenseman Josh Manson in, ter- in exchange for a prospect, and they traded away Tyson Jost to the Wild. So the Avalanche are looking really, really strong. Uh, their decor, probably one of the best in their league, and the offense is not one to be laughed at either with Nathan McKinnon. So that's all for hockey. I'll head it on over to McLean for some baseball. Yes, in baseball, as spring training draws closer and closer, teams are having a pretty good idea of what their final rosters will look like. One of those teams that just added a major piece is the Los Angeles Dodgers, who recently uh, added recent world champion and all-star Freddie Freeman into the fold. Freeman leaving Atlanta to the shock of everyone is in L.A. for the next six years. Yeah, locally, the Mariners' Jerry Depoto said they're pretty much done adding bats after after Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez uh, joined the team. Those two players were recently uh, approached by the media and said this. This is from Jesse Winker. I've always wanted to be a part of an organization and a team that um, is really going after winning and is really going after chasing division titles and making a run for a ring. And um, that's what we have here in Seattle. I'm excited about it. That's right. Jesse Winker thinks the Mariners are a contending organization. Uh, That might have also been a little bit of shade thrown at the Cincinnati Reds, Winker's former team, uh, who have been non-competitive for a long time. They were kind of close to the playoffs in in 2020 in the shortened season, but they were letting more than half the league in. You could, you you know, fall upwards and be competitive. Uh, Winker would later go on to say this about Seattle. Heard nothing but great things about the city of Seattle and the amazing fans there. So I'm fired up. Like, I'm, I can't wait to go and um, compete. I feel like I've been here for a really long time. I'm, you know, it feels like home. Oh, guys, that's us, Mariners fans. Yeah, that's sweet. Anyway, uh, Jesse Winker was an amazing player last season. Uh, found his way into the Midsummer Classic as a, as a power hitter. Uh, one of those guys, not the best split player, righties versus lefties. He's largely uh, been used uh, in his specialty role as a platoon bat, but he was amazing last year, and the Mariners should give him some more plate appearances. Uh, DePoto said that even though the team is done adding bats, they might still look for a mid-rotation starting pitcher, uh, and some of those guys still available include uh, Tyler Anderson, Matt Harvey, Trevor Cahill, Danny Duffy, and Zach Davies. Any of those guys could be Mariners at the end of the day. Now over to Cy with basketball. Yeah, so with basketball, you're going to get some good matchups today. We got Mavericks 76ers, but the real one that you're going to want to watch is Bulls versus Suns. These two teams are contenders, and that game is just going to get heated up. You already know it's Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, an MVP candidate, and obviously the Suns made the finals last year. And so uh, that's a pretty good game. Additionally, um, you're going to see... I think Memphis versus Atlanta, that one's going to be pretty good. And uh, other than that, I mean, most of the basketball news these days is with March Madness, of course. Um, A lot of people's brackets have been put into shambles by um, 
I guess yesterday's events, but uh, we're we're gonna tap into that more later for sure. I guess back over to McLean for football. Yeah, football has it's been huge. Uh, free agency just started. It's been a frenzy. Uh, the NFL market moves fast, and there have been a lot of guys moving. But the most notable among them, a trade request filed by Baker Mayfield, who thinks that he and Cleveland should probably go their separate ways. Mayfield underperformed last season. Pretty much everybody suspected he was playing through injuries, but yesterday he requested a trade to get out of Cleveland uh, and hopefully find some, some greener pastures than the dog pound. That's all for football. We will be right back on the water break with some more March Madness analysis. Welcome back into the Water Break, the best sports show on the bridge. I'm McLean, joined with Cy and Will, and we're going to talk to you about the biggest event in sports right now, March Madness. I know I love the month of March. I love college basketball. I much prefer it to to the NBA. Are you guys excited for March Madness? Yeah, 100%. You know, they just take measures, even in this tournament, to make it more exciting, make the upsets more probable. Um, the NBA three-point line is way farther out, but it being closer here um, increases the chance of buzzer beaters. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And there's always those Cinderella stories that are pretty great. I just like one-and-done sudden-death playoffs. I think sudden-death playoffs make the most sense for a sport like basketball, where you can have your best team on the field every day, on the field, on the court. I think that one-and-done playoffs, like the only sport I don't support one-and-done playoffs in is basketball, but I think every other sport, the playoffs should be one-and-done like they are in March mm. Madness. Yeah. Anyway, it's a big day of March Madness. It's day two today. Which games are you guys excited to watch? Um, I would say I'm pretty excited to see... Um... I'd say Colgate versus Wisconsin because, I don't know, a lot of my buddies see Colgate upsetting them. I don't see how it could happen. I have Wisconsin going kind of far, all the way up to the Final Four in my bracket, but um, that one's going to be interesting. And then I think also I'm looking at TCU versus Seton Hall. I'm so excited for Seton Hall. Go Pirates. I'm pulling for the Pirates in that one. I picked them to win that game in my bracket. I'm loving the Seton Hall Pirates in this one. Yeah, I know, but I think the rest of the games today are kind of like, we kind of know who's going to win. The rest of the games are kind of eh. The other one I'm excited for is one that actually just started. Now, I have no idea how this one's going because I'm on the radio. I can't be watching basketball. But USC and Miami just got underway in that game. I'm uh, really excited to, you know, get off the air and see how it's going. Um, USC were the early favorites in that one. I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a better myself, but USC were the early favorites. I noticed, and with the Pac-12's recent string of bad luck in in tournaments, it wouldn't surprise me to see that upset. Uh, but still, should be must-see TV. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I got one that I'm really excited for: Iowa State versus LSU. Uh, it'll be a couple hours after we air. Six versus eleven, but the six seed just lost their head coach. So. Ooh. I think that's going to be a really good game. Definitely a lot of upset potential here, but also a chance for LSU to push forward and through that. Uh, so I don't know. I, I picked Iowa State winning in mine. I picked the 11. So what, how about you guys? I filled out my bracket uh, a while ago, but I'm pretty sure I had the LSU Tigers in that one. Yeah, I have LSU favored to win. and I mean, 
I think that's kind of the consensus, even without their coach. I don't know how LSU could lose to Iowa State. Hey, you never know, man. Yeah, it is March Madness. Seen, seen some stuff happen. So speaking of madness, that Gonzaga game, they were they were up by two points against Georgia State going into the half. Like, oh, that, that is was, scary. That Luckily, they managed to close it out. Uh, but that is a scary yeah. They are a second-half team. Yeah. I don't know. You think you coming into March Madness, you would be like very yeah. prepared, but that is, yeah, uh, two points to the 16 seed. Got me a little worried as someone who's picked Gonzaga to go all the way, uh, like oh, yeah. I do every year. Gonzaga fan. Uh, it's it's a bit nerve wracking, but I'm not yeah. I'm not too concerned about it. Oh yo. Oh, we're getting a phone call in here. We're getting a phone call. Put the phone in audition and answer it. Just uh, it's in there already. Just slide it up and answer it. Oh nope no no phone call. They stopped ringing. I think it was just Hello? a test. Hello. Yo, do you guys take Song Quest? Uh, we do, yeah. What do you need? Uh, Save Your Tears by uh, The Weeknd. Save Your Tears by The Weeknd? All right, we'll throw that on for you right after we finish right. with this. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, press cool. that one. Awesome. All right, well, always good to hear phone requests. Yeah. That's so cool. That's we will have that song thrown on. Yeah. So who do you guys have picked to go all the way? I know, Will, you said Gonzaga, but what about you, McLean? I also have the Zags. You also have the Zags? See, I picked Kentucky because they are filthy this year. They're Kentucky. pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Kentucky and Duke, those two teams. I I would have picked Duke, to be honest, but I feel like that's, I don't know, Kentucky's like in the same boat as them. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a scary pick. They've been good for a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I see that. Yeah, no, and also, I mean, the... The Zags just kind of choke in the final four. Oh, not the <laughs> final four. They beat, they clutched up against UCLA. But, true, uh, true. Yeah, but... I Baylor, mean, no, that was a rough game. Yeah. That was hard to watch. Yeah, and then I think before uh, they were playing... I, I remember the players. I remember Nigel Williams-Goss, but um, I don't know. I think they were, in the, they were in the final four and they lost a couple years ago as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, I have... I pick the Zags a lot like Will. I pick the Zags every year that there's no clear favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that, because I'm a Mariners fan, I love Marco Gonzalez. I love the Gonzaga Bulldogs because he's a Bulldog. And Marco Gonzalez is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I just, honestly, I just don't have confidence in the Zags that they can close it out. They just haven't been able to in the past. Yeah, we'll see. They got a, a talented yeah. team. True, so. true. I don't know. I, I always kind of ride for them just because, you know, they're the local team as far as you can say. Spokane is local. Yeah. Uh, they, they are mm-hmm. the local team for us. My dad went there for undergrad. So it's, I got a little bit of a connection and yeah, it's just always fun to go from. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel comfortable calling Gonzaga our local school. Now, this might be bandwagoner talk um, or it would be bandwagoner talk if... Uh, well, I did pick the Zags, so it is bandwagoner <laughs> talk. Um, but 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 Spokane is within volleyball tournament range. It's less than a five-hour drive. It's local. We could go see a game at Gonzaga if we wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what's what's so weird is um, my sister got into Gonzaga, not like into the school. They just like left one of the doors open, and she was just like wandering around in there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. So that's so that's the story I like to tell people about Gonzaga. Uh, anyways, that's what I think about March Madness. Do you guys have any sleepers? Any uh, sleeper teams you want to look out for? Memphis. Memphis. I know, okay, I know they're playing Gonzaga second round. It's a rough matchup just where they started. But Memphis is really underrated for a nine seed. 
Well, like, they looked good yesterday. In the match in the matchup against Boise State, not only did they dominate, but they've been dominant just statistically that entire season. I'm not sure why they were a nine and Boise State was the eight. Because I think going even going into the match, they were a better team. They showed it in the game. I think Memphis, if they stay out of foul trouble, can be a very scary team and could possibly upset Gonzaga if they don't bring their A game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think that Memphis, again, I mean, you should be looking out for them. They looked very good yesterday in their in their win over Boise State. Maybe let them hang around a little, but just they, they passed the eye test with flying colors. Uh, let me tell you my sleeper. I went with the uh, fourth biggest basketball school in the state of Alabama. I went with UAB, the University of Alabama, Birmingham. That was mm-hmm. what I went with. They're a team that has, you know, again, I, I love basketball, I think, is a sport that can be better watched with the eye test. When I watch baseball, football, I'm a very big advanced metrics enjoyer. But basketball, UAB just passed the eye test. They play pretty basketball, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. They get a they get a tough matchup first round though. I think they're Houston at Houston. Houston's a good team. Yeah, they've always been good. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I think I had Houston winning that game. Houston is a good team. Under maybe maybe a little maybe a little rated too low. They're the five seed to start. UAB is the eleven. Yeah. yeah, I would say my dark horse or Cinderella team would be Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, I mean they beat Iowa. So and then the next game is Providence. I don't see Providence as being better than Iowa. So well, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it was just a couple of years ago. Loyola Chicago had that unreal run. True. Do you guys think Loyola Chicago have legs in this tournament? Yeah, I picked them going Elite Eight. I, I had think, them winning one game in my bracket. Oh, I think Sister Jean carries them past Villanova, to be yeah. honest. If Vill, of course, considering Vill- Villanova makes it there, <laughs> uh, which they likely will, I think I think Loyola Chicago could easily compete. Definitely, I think they can. I've actually, I've actually guys. toured the Loyal Chicago campus. Oh, really? I was, oh, yeah, I was in sick. Chicago a couple nice. months ago. Not didn't apply there, but uh, I just <laughs> got to see the area. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Did you check out uh, U Chicago as well? I did not. No. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, that was a bit off topic there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's this year's tournament as always is going to be pretty interesting to watch. I mean, everyone's brackets probably already broken. I, I don't know anyone who really picked. Um, Richmond. Richmond over that Iowa. one shatters people's brackets. Like, from from aside from that game, I think it's went fairly to script so far. Yeah, but y'all remember that year? It was like nine or ten years ago where Duke lost on the first day, and yeah. everyone's bracket got ruined. What about that uh, UVA yeah. number one seed? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that I think was probably one of the biggest ones. Like, I I just in in every March Madness bracket I fill out always take the one seeds first round. It's like a mindless thing too. I don't even look into the games. Just like oh one seed sixteen, it's a one seed. I'm taking yeah. them. Yeah, definitely. And I think everyone does that. So yeah, because it, it's very unlikely yeah. that it happens. So I'm right sure all the UVA fans that picked or the non UVA fans, like the haters or like the other team. I don't I don't even remember the other team. That's how irrelevant they were. The the guys that picked that team to win because they're like a fan of them or something. Those were the like the three percent of people that actually ended up mm-hmm. doing well. Yeah, it's crazy. I think um, yeah, I don't know. Baylor versus North Carolina. The next round is also going to be interesting. That's coming up on March twentieth. I think I think North Carolina is pretty underrated. Yeah, they I are. could see them pulling an upset too. I yeah, love. North I, I need Baylor to win for my bracket though. Oh yeah, you have Baylor going deep. I have Baylor going, uh, I think, to the Sweet 16. Not that deep. Oh, well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Who'd they lose to? They lost to UCLA. Oh, yeah. 
You think you think UCLA is going uh, with a little back to back to Final Four? Uh no, I think they're going Elite Eight and they're going to lose to. Kentucky. Oh, and you had Kentucky in there, yeah. yeah. All right, interesting. Interesting. All right, well, some solid predictions. If you guys, uh, if you guys think that you also uh, know what teams are going to the Final Four, you can text them to 206-275-9104. That's 206-275-9104. Thank you for listening to The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge, and we will be right back. Yo, what's going on, 88.9 The Bridge listeners? We are back. And it is time for some games. So, uh, McLean won last week. He's going to be hosting today. McLean, what do you got in store for us? I did. We're going to start things off with trivia. I'm so excited to get you guys going with trivia. Essentially, the rules of trivia on this show. We're going to have... Uh, I'm going to ask the questions. Will and Cy are going to buzz in by saying their names. And then if you get the question wrong, the other person can steal. Uh, first two, three points will win. All right, the first question is about March Madness, uh, and you guys okay. actually alluded to this last segment. Who was the last 16 seed to beat a number one seed? Oh, Cy. no. Cy. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm blanking. We were no. talking about it. Cause, 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 Loyola Chicago. This, this is what I was Loyola saying. I, was, I, named, I talked about the one seed. But I yeah. don't know the I don't know the 16 seed that beat him. And that's I was oh, wait, oh, I, know, I know it. I know it now. Oh. Okay, Sai, what is it? Uh, it's um. Oh wait, no, I know the mascot. Wait, oh no, it's like MBCU or something. MBCU, that's close. Oh. Will, do you have a guess? New Mexico Central University. No, we were looking for the University <laughs> of Maryland, Baltimore County, UMBC. Uh, oh. UMBC. Ah, you were so close. Well, he said. He said NM. So I, I said like MBCU. New yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Why not? Give it a shot. Yeah. Well, oh. that that was close. That was close. Yeah, I knew anyway. it was like something like that. Yeah. I I alluded to this one also earlier. Baker Mayfield uh, wants out of Cleveland. He snapped the longest playoff drought in pro football in 2020. How long was that playoff drought? Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna go. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Sigh. Twenty-one. Are we just doing who's closer? Twenty-one. You know what? Shh. Well. The thing is, if I do who's closer, you're both three away. It was 18 years. Oh, oh. man. So, <laughs> Wow, you guys aren't good at this. No. All right, who coached the Seahawks before Pete Carroll? Oh, Jim man. Mora. Cy no. is right with yeah. Jim Mora. One point for Cy. All right. Let's go. Another March Madness question. How many Pac-12 teams went to the tournament this year? Okay. Uh, Cy. Cy. I'll go with two. Two, no. Will, I'm going to go with three. Three is correct. Yeah, We're tied up correct. at one to one. Okay. I actually, I could only name two, and I was thinking, and he said it wasn't two. I was like, oh, well, then it's probably three. Yeah. yeah Arizona, so USC, go. and UCLA oh, represented the Okay, the one I forgot about was USC. Oh, we just talked about them. Come I know. On. USC's yeah. on the screen. <laughs> it's okay. like you don't even listen to our show. Come on. All right. Uh, up next, the Mariners won 116 games in 2001. Oh, no. That's tied for the winningest baseball season of all time. Who are they tied with? Uh, the Yankees. No. Rays. No. Side Red Sox. Not the Sox. We were looking for the Chicago Cubs. Nineteen oh six Cubbies. The Cubs. Yeah, the Cubbies. Did they win the World Series that year? Do you know? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they did actually. <laughs> oh my God. Um, no. Uh, they did win the series that year, I believe. 
All right. Coming up next, we got. Do you guys know the uh, the the Phillies, the ninth, the two thousand and ten Phillies, the four ace rotation? Bruh. You can no, have a point for every member me. of that rotation you can name. Uh, do you know how many minutes of baseball I've watched in the past <laughs> yeah, decade? Yeah, me too, bro. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could count uh, it on my hands. All right, all right. Um, let's go. Wait, what, what was it? Was name them? It was the Phillies, and you have yeah, to name, name like, those guys. Oh if you don't know any, that's cool, and we can Cy move Young. on to the next question. Felix Hernandez. <laughs> no, never. Uh, those those are jokes, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually think joke. that's I don't it. Know. Um, <laughs> all right. You know, what? I'm gonna go with. Uh, actually, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, we. I would have accepted. Adam Smith. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bryce Harper. <laughs> He is a Philly now. Harper is. Yeah. Not a pitcher though. Would have accepted Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels. Would have accepted Roy Halladay. It's it was. Who it's, are these people? They're pitchers. <laughs> exactly. Starting pitchers for the Phillies. They were really good. Oh. Uh, All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Coming up uh, next, uh, Tom Brady unretired. How many games did he play in? Closest gets it. Ooh. Regular uh, season and playoffs count by the way. And playoffs. 287. Sai? 245. Will's closer. He played in 365 365 games. Oh, Oh, wait. Regular and playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That's That's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Now another Brady question. Uh, Sai's, by the way, got two points. Will's got one. Where does Tom Brady rank all time among Bucks quarterbacks for touchdowns thrown? Sai, number one? No. No? Third. No, not third. It was two. Oh. So okay. we can't even pick Dang. who's closer. Wow. I All know. right. Who's number one for the Bucks? <laughs> James Winston. It is Jameis. Famous Jameis. Let's oh, go. And Cy was, wins and rides off into the sunset. You know what that means, joke. though? That was a joke. You got a host next week. Yeah, no. Famous Jameis threw a lot of touchdowns, uh, and the Bucks have had a lot of quarterback issues in the past. All right. That is not what I was looking for. You got it. Sai, make a speech. That's not. That's not what I'm. <laughs> what are you looking for? Give me a sec. No, 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 no. I'll do this. That's not it. I think we gotta cut this part. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll find this. That's not it. There you go. Speech. Oh, speech. yeah. I'd like to speech. thank all my buddies. I'd like to thank my phone. I watch lots of sports on there. Uh, I get all my news from Instagram and uh, ESPN and Twitter. So thanks for that. And uh, yeah, go Hawks. Inspiration. Inspiration. You love speech. to hear that kind of stuff out of players. Good speech. Good speech. Yeah. Go Hawks. Should have yeah. been Russell me, man. Should have been me. All right. Well, thank you guys for playing trivia on the water break. Uh, I had a great time hosting. Um, I had a, I had a great time fielding all of your guesses. Does anyone else have like a weird fact they just want to share? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, well, I can't uh, think of any. Jason Pierre Paul blew his finger off with fireworks. He blew multiple of his fingers <laughs> off. Yeah. That was go. a we- that was a weird fact. <laughs> you know, my That's dad should be safe. My fireworks. dad always tells me Fourth of July. He uses him as an example. Like, <laughs> don't do don't do that. You know, be safe. And he's right. You got to be safe. You know, Jason Pierre Paul's a good player, but he could have been better. And it's really sad to see that kind of stuff happen.
I hear the same joke every year about Fourth of July. I hear <laughs> it. It's always well, if you're too dangerous with fireworks, if you hold them in your hands, if you want to hold them in your hands to to light them off, it's okay because you've got another one for next year. <laughs> and that's the joke, and I hear it every year. And I don't get why the guy held onto the firework when he was shooting it. Like, yeah. why? NFL players, man. NFL players. CTE. Hey, well, speaking of NFL players, we're going to take a quick break. In our next segment, we were going to be talking about the NFL free agency and some possible trades. Stay tuned here on 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back into the water break on 88.9 The Bridge. As advertised, we're now going to be talking about NFL free agency. What do you guys think has been the most underrated move made so far? The most underrated move? Yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, I mean, I've just been kind of hearing about the super big moves, but I would say I, I think Russell Gage. Russell the Gage? Bucks, right? Yeah. yeah. That's pretty underrated. That's pretty good. The Bucks receiving core gets better. That's yeah. nice. And I mean, they got their quarterback back, so there's Let that. me tell you let me tell you my underrated move so far. I think this has been my favorite move of the offseason, honestly. The so the NFC East, it's it's my thesis last year. If you listen to the show, you know that I hate all the NFC East teams. The this this the NFC East was wide open. The Cowboys only gonna get worse. The Eagles, I think last year was about their peak. Uh, the, the, the Washington commies, I don't really believe in them yet. Um, maybe, maybe Carson Wentz will prove me wrong again, but I'm not yet a commies believer. It should be wide open even for the Giants. And what the Giants did was they added a former Seahawk to their offensive line. That guy was Mark Glowinski. Glowinski, uh, formerly an Indianapolis cult, has, uh, long time been one of my most underrated offensive linemen. One of the guys that, you know, I, I like to sing his praises occasionally you know nobody talks about offensive linemen and the only offensive lineman that people do talk about is is quentin nelson who happens to be teammates with the aforementioned glowinski glowinski is uh going to be a new york giant now and i think that his stabilizing presence on the interior of that offensive line should do a lot to helping new york win some football games and new york's got pieces the defense was pretty all right. They just need something resembling an offense. You can't be scoring three points a game and call yourself a playoff team. But the Giants have pieces, and they've added Glowinski, another solid piece. You want to hear my take on most under underrated move this offseason? What's that? Christian Kirk to the Jaguars. Really? And no, 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 not for what you think. This is a terrible move by the Jaguars. Very, very underrated by Christian Kirk's agent. Ugh. How did he manage to get him that much? You know, you know who Christian Kirk is paid more than now? Stefan Diggs and Tyreek Hill. Really? Oh would you say Christian Kirk is a better player than Stefan Diggs or Tyreek Hill? I no, would not. He's good, but he is nowhere near that conversation. And to be paid that much money wow. is no, that's his agent, his agent that he should he should give half of it to him because that dude carried him. How did he manage to pull that? That is How? huge. Like that, yeah, that's no, that's impressive. Uh, but realistically, I think the Amari Cooper pickup for the Browns wasn't bad. A little costly, um, but they pretty much got him for free, so you That's can't hate true. on that too much. Um, so wait, guys, place your bets now. We'll dig up the tapes uh, week one. Who's going to be Cleveland's starting quarterback? Not Baker Mayfield, not Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Not Deshaun? Oh, yeah, they gave up on him. I don't think I don't think he wants to go there. 
He, oh. he doesn't want to go to Seattle either. Which Why does he want to go to Seattle? He said he doesn't they, want to go to Seattle. Seattle wants him here. Why doesn't he do. want to go, though? I'm not really sure. Rainy weather? All slippery. Could be it. Well, for a for a playmaking quarterback like him, I wouldn't want to play in an outdoor stadium either. That is. I don't true. want him in Seattle either, though. And I I don't think a lot of coaches want him with the whole PR thing. It's just a headache to deal with. As He's good as he is, very overpaid. Yeah, and he might get suspended too. A lot of people with these uh, claims who get past him legally still get in trouble from the NFL. And they, I think, with Ezekiel Elliott, he got suspended. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would be the smartest move to have, well, Geno Smith cover our first couple games anyways. Yeah, no, uh, he's he's very, very overpaid and very a very high suspension risk. Not to mention making a change at quarterback to a guy who hasn't started since the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. It's it's always a gamble. Hey, uh, I, I, I was just thinking of something. This is significantly off. It's not that off topic, actually. This was last year when we were talking about who was the safest quarterback job. And I said Aaron Rodgers. And guess what? You laughed at me. I did. And guess who still has a job in Green Bay? It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. We should dig Look up that, that tape I told and play. You so. We should have dug up that I told tape you so. It. Just listen to me. Listen to me say it again. I told you so. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that now, too. It's so random. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, anyways. Well, the Giants got Tyrod Taylor. He's yeah, decent. I love um, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Jets, uh, Joe Flacco. Mm, he's kind of done. I don't know. Who do you guys think, though? I, I want to hear actual predictions. Cleveland starting quarterback week one. Mm. Um, I would have loved it to be Mitch Trubisky. I think he would have fit yeah, in really he's well the there. Steelers, though. But I, Trubisky's a Stealer. I could see Garoppolo. Garoppolo? Actually, yeah, Garoppolo. Yeah. Could. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I knows. see that. A lot a lot of other stuff would have, have to happen for Garoppolo to come. I think Deshaun Watson goes to Niners and then Garoppolo comes over. I think that's what would happen in that scenario. Yeah. Jimmy no. G on the on or the Or Jimmy G would go like to okay. Houston or somewhere. One thing I thought was interesting is I kind of thought Stafford would retire after winning a Super Bowl, but he just didn't. No, I mean, quarterbacks can play forever now. True, I mean, yeah. the one player on the field you can't hit, it makes sense they would have the longest career. Well, I mean, kicker, but like... <laughs> oh, yeah, but you can sort of hit the kicker. No, uh, but I, no, I think quarterbacks get hit. Are, kickers are more Burrow. protected than quarterbacks, yeah. Well, that's true, but if a quarterback wants to, like Matthew Stafford, that guy's not exactly a scrambler. He's probably... he's uh, He doesn't take real football hits. You know, there's so many rules about how you can and can't tackle a quarterback, and I think that it's those rules that have lengthened the lifespan of the quarterback so much, you know? That is true. That's true. Hey, well, his boy, uh, Andrew Whitworth, is gone now, just retired, so maybe he'll rethink that. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, here's here's my dark horse pick to, uh, to open 2022 for the Browns. I'm going to go uh, with a guy who I bet a lot of you forgot about. I'm going to say Gardner Minshew. Oh, that would Gardner be awesome. Minshew. Oh, yeah. Love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gardner Minshew would be good. We love Gardner Minshew, Mr. Washington State. Yeah, baby. Let's go Cougs. Yeah. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, another name not to forget about. He's still hanging around. We'll probably need a job next year. Uh, and... I guess if you're looking for a super sleeper pick, you could you could always maybe they kick the tires on Matt Ryan a little bit. Who knows? Matt Ryan, yeah. maybe Sam Darnold. 
Maybe Sam Darnold. Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. That's a that's a good choice. I think right he's there. I think he's out of Carolina. So. They pass on Sam Darnold yeah. in the draft. They get Baker Mayfield, and then what do you know? Four years later, that would be a cool story. I just can't imagine Sam Darnold not backing up someone next year. Like, no, I think Sam Darnold's think got one start? more year as a starter. Maybe. I mean, I mean he, he was good in in Carolina before he got injured. Yeah, yeah I guess. I don't know. I've just been seeing like you know he's got to prove himself. He's got to prove himself, and he just year after year he knows he doesn't really get much going. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll I see. mean, you can say Sam. Dar- you could make the case if you yeah. wanted to that Sam Darnold has only had two seasons with a real team. Mm-hmm. True. Uh do you guys think that Baker Mayfield would end up in Carolina? Do I think that Baker would end up in Carolina? Not going to lie, I could see it. Carolina has tried weirder band-aid fixes to their quarterback position than going for a guy who was not too, like, it wasn't too long ago he was the number one pick. Well, they picked up Cam, didn't they? They picked up Cam. Yeah, I could see it happening. They picked up Cam, they picked up PJ Walker. I do believe at one point they were ready to turn to Garrett Gilbert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it got dark in Carolina pretty quickly. Um, I, I think that Baker is definitely a possibility. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, Julio Jones, I think he got released. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's on the market. Uh, Seahawks coming to the Seahawks. (laughs) You think so? I think, I think he would be a good mentor to DK Metcalf. Really? But I don't, I don't think he wants to go. I don't think it's long been my hot take. I don't think the Seahawks really have a role for a third receiver on their team. I think that the kind of offense that the Seahawks run for a long time, and of course, maybe things will be different now. I mean, Freddie Swain had a pretty big role in in year one under the new offensive coordinator, but like, I I really think that the role of number three receiver on the Seahawks is an irrelevant position. They do so much with like two tight sets anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I still feel like they could use him for when DK is having one of his off games, which... uh... Happened a little too often last year, but um, no, I think mainly though as like a mentor figure for DK, that would be good. Kind of get him into that, I guess, superstar position because I mean, DK was really good, not going to lie, but uh, sometimes he kind of just disappears. That's true. I mean, Metcalf did vanish for stretches yeah. last season. and uh, But again, that's some of that is just Shane Waldron's offense. You know, he's a guy who likes true. to spread the ball around a lot. And I, sometimes that resulted in Tyler Lockett, who was playing yeah. essentially his Cooper Cup role, mm-hmm. getting 15 targets and DK getting two. Yeah, I don't really like Shane Waldron's offense. Do you remember, Um, I think, Schottenheimer? He had a really good offense. I remember that they were just doing explosive plays over and over. I mean, some games it wouldn't work, but... I don't know, that was probably my favorite Seahawks offense. Schottenheimer's offense was good at some things and really bad at others. Schottenheimer's offense was good at getting big plays and bad when it came to going three and out. And the three and outs didn't stop. Mm -hmm. But but the explosive plays, they did regress a little bit. However, you can't really complain too much about, you know, those teams going... Those games are just fun to watch, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, either you go three and out or you throw a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah. It was cool to watch. It was cool to watch. But and that's one of the reasons, by the way, that Drew Locke is my favorite, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, he's getting a lot of love, actually. Yeah. I've been seeing on some Instagram stories. They're like, yeah, you know, Brady's not going to win another uh, NFC title because Drew Locke is here. Drew Locke is here. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Drew Locke is a fun guy. I think Drew Locke is actually a great uh, passer to pair with Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron turned Jared Goff into a Pro Bowl starter, and I see a lot of the traits that made Jared Goff a number one pick. I see those traits in Drew Locke. 
Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. You just got to cut down on the interceptions. Just got to cut down on the interceptions. And that's been the complaint for a lot of passers recently. <laughs> Jameis. Jameis. Where do you guys think Jameis is going? Oh, man. Honestly, I don't even. <laughs> the Browns. The Browns? <laughs> yeah, I see it. Yeah, I, I honestly, the Browns are just an open spot right now. Saints got to stick with him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they can they can coach him up a little more. Definitely. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think I I'm just interested to see where Deshaun Watson shows up. Like if I I think he, he would <laughs> I think he would be good in Seattle, but we'll see. Uh, I feel like Seattle has a lot of cap space or had mm-hmm. a lot of cap space. Um, but I feel like Deshaun Watson is the wrong use of that cap space. Like they traded Russell Wilson because paying a quarterback $30 million is not a way to build a winning team. True. And you're now wanting them to turn around and pay Deshaun Watson $36 million. Is that how much he's asking for? He's, that's how much he's making. The Texans extended oh. him before he got suspended. Oh, man. <laughs> he got extended before all of his uh, allegations came out. Like, it was literally, like, it was like three weeks before. Never mind, Jameis to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be here for it. I'd watch 17 games of Jameis Winston football. I just hope he could stay healthy. True, yeah. And, uh, I mean, if he doesn't, we got Drew Locke. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, did the Seahawks make any other moves you liked? Seahawks, well, I didn't like the way they got rid of Bobby Wagner. Yeah? Yeah, I, they cut him, right? Yeah, they, outright release. Yeah, they just released him. I. Why would they do that? Did he ask? A lot no. of money. He was being paid a ton of money, uh, yeah. um, and he's pretty old. Uh, not to mention installing a new defensive coordinator. They probably wanted to change up like the direction they were looking at. Middle linebacker, uh, new the new guy Clint Hurt is pr- more of a three four guy. Bobby Wagner not very much a three four guy. So my guess is like poor scheme fit, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people are saying like, "Ooh, Wagner should go to the Cowboys," because you know the Cowboys they run a very uh, they run a very Ken Norton-ish defense and yeah. uh, quite honestly, a very Gus Bradley-ish defense, which is what Ken Norton's defense was molded after. I, he- I heard that Russ was trying to get him over in Denver. Maybe. Could yeah. happen. Could be Could interesting. I don't Den- think- Denver's actually looking good right now. I don't think Wagner would be the best fit in Denver. They run the same style of defense that Clint Hurt says he wants to. Um, but I mean, maybe Wagner's got a role there as a situational run stuffer though. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to want to go somewhere where he can play every down though. Someplace like Dallas or maybe Atlanta. I could even see him, uh, checking in in Philly. Yeah. Well, you know, what might be interesting. What's that? Next year, if we see another Hawks Broncos Super Bowl, oh, I'm no. calling it here. Dig up these tapes next year. Wow, you're calling right now. Yeah, Hawks, Hawks Broncos. Broncos. Okay, and... well, if we're making our super early Super Bowl picks, I'm saying uh, Jags and Cardinals. I don't know. <laughs> Jags. <laughs> I don't know. Will, will, do you have a super early Super Bowl pick? Super early Super Bowl pick. Uh, Bucks. I want to say Bucks and I want to say Chargers as well. Bucks, so Chargers. Bucks Chargers. Man, you went with a real pick. That's lame. Okay, come on. It. I want to Ooh. see the Brady Revenge Tour be Chargers. Stopped, and I want to see Why the Chargers. Why the Chargers? Because they're good now. They got True. Herbert. I think the Chargers are going to be upset about their last season, and I think they're going to come out ready to play. Come and back I, with the I would like to see Herbert get a Super Bowl. I like Herbert. All sincerity, I do like the Chargers. I yeah. think they are a team that's gearing up to make a deep playoff run. I know the Chargers have been like champions of the offseason, mm-hmm. 
for a few years now. Every year it's been, ooh, I like what the Chargers are doing this offseason. This is their year. Yeah. But I really think, like, if they want to win, this is the year. And I really like the J.C. Jackson move. True. I mean, again, former former Patriots are almost always a bad idea, with the exception of Chandler Jones. But I think that I think that J.C. Jackson can buck this trend. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Herbert's a good guy. Obviously, he goes fishing with Michael Pittman. True. Yeah, there's <laughs> Herbert's the type of quarterback I believe in the in the in the right arm of that guy. I think he could very easily put this team on his back and win them 13 games by himself. Yeah. I like that the defense has gotten better. I think they need to invest in special teams. I know special teams were not exactly a sore spot last year, but th- I think that the Chargers should invest in having the best special teams in the league. I think that's honestly, unironically, an investment they should make. That's basically what the Seahawks did around a rookie year Russell Wilson. They had a rookie passer who could not make mistakes, and Herbert is very good at not making mistakes. They had a defense that, in Wilson's rookie year, the defense was good but not great. They hadn't really truly ascended yet. So they threw money at the special teams. They got they got uh, like they got gunners. They got guys who could play the gunner position well. They uh, drafted a good punter in John Ryan. They highly drafted a punter, too. And uh, they went and got Steven Hauschka to be their kicker. <laughs> and Hauschka, Hauschka was good. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think the Chargers should do. I think the Chargers, they might spend big or even trade for a kicker. Um, and maybe they should use one of their draft picks on a punter. Really invest in having the best special teams in the league. I honestly think that would get the Chargers to a playoff win next year. Anyways... Uh, thank you guys for listening to the water break. I think this is as good a place to end as any. Thank you for listening to the water break at uh, for this week only. This is our time slot. We'll be back to 3 p.m. next week. But thank you for listening to us. We uh, hope you enjoyed what we have to say. Um, and we'll be back next week, Friday, 3 p.m. on 88.9 The Bridge. We're also available as a podcast. You can listen to us on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Now stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. We out.